This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Kathy Worthington. Welcome to Late Boomers. Today, our special guest is Tracy Pleshcourt, the founder of Self Made You and the host of Secrets of the Self Made podcast that helps men and women achieve their goals and solve problems fast. And I'm Mary Elkins. Tracy teaches how to take control of your life with an operating system that is necessary to manage your mind and eliminate obstacles, including overeating, overdrinking, time management and professional and relationship issues. Welcome, Tracy. It's great to have you. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Great. Please tell us about your background and how it led you to the path that you are on today. Well, um, I am a certified life coach and I came via an advertising executive. So not the typical career path that you see from most life coaches, but um, that 20 years in the advertising industry afforded me the opportunity to A, get creative, B, really develop a love for business and strategy, and C, really develop my skills in mentoring other people. And I decided to leave when my kids were just getting into high school, because at that point in time, I had spent a good 15, almost 20 years away from them Mm -hmm. and decided, you know, I do not want to have the regret that I'm starting to forecast I may have when they go away to college. And I spent so much time outside of the home. And so... I kind of did the unthinkable. I was at the top of my career. I resigned, came home and started a consulting company where I could be more present um, for those last few years before my kids went away to college. Mm -hmm. So very scary. Um, A lot of people said, man, you must have had a lot of courage. I'm not sure I would say it was courage. (laughs) I would say (laughs) it was a very like knee jerk type reaction that I just knew I don't do regret well. So I made a very quick decision, didn't really think it through. Um, Thankfully, the agency valued me enough that said, you know, why don't you work from home and help us transition over the course of almost a year? So I found kind of my backfill. I did, you know, transition things and it helped from an emotional, you know, state of mind for me Financially, it really helped kind of ease the pain of going from, you know, six Mm -hmm. figure income to to, nothing. Yeah, to nothing. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it all worked out the way it was supposed to. And it just, it afforded me time to really understand 
what void am I trying to fill in the marketplace, mm -hmm. you know, without having the, the financial pressures. And so I was able to check a lot of boxes that I really wanted to create for myself. So looking back, that was, um, gosh, that was seven years ago now, but I look back on it with so much appreciation and, and, you know, gratitude that I was afforded that opportunity. And, um, it has allowed me to have this awesome story that I used to tell people about. And, and I think the moral of the story is, you know, when you are, when you have made a decision like that, you don't have to be so black and white in your thinking. If you're feeling compelled to make a big change, um, you know, it doesn't have to be, you either have to stay or you have to leave. You either stay and, you know, be miserable in the job that you're in or leave and not have an income. Like that's not the case, but that's often what we want to believe. Mm -hmm. And so I really, this takeaway from that story is, and what else, mm -hmm. like how can you leave and get exactly what it is that you want and be able to still have an income or, and be able to still build a business without the financial pressures. Like there are ways, but you have to really challenge yourself not to think in such a black and white way. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, well, very long answer to your question, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, Good. it's a, it's a nice takeaway for listeners and a, you know, kind of a better way of thinking, especially for those people that tend to be very black and white in their thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, your higher self was talking to you. So pl yeah. please explain what self-made you is all about and what it means to be self-made and, uh, and how your program fills the gaps in the way we think and process what we've learned. Yeah. So self-made you is a coaching company that prides itself on teaching people how to coach themselves. Oh. So I did not create this company to create a dependence on me as your life coach. I really want to teach people how to better understand themselves and create a process from which they can like be guided from to better understand themselves. And so it really does look like stepping into the coach role, but the client is yourself. You are coaching yourself. You're better understanding yourself. You're understanding where the uh, self-sabotaging thoughts are coming from, how those thoughts make you feel, what that results in, and how you can overcome certain challenges or achieve certain goals that you have by being much more intentional about your thinking and feeling. So I recognized during that time that I had available to me to really understand like, what's the gap out there? Mm -hmm. I realized it was people not taking the initiative, going after their, their dreams, overcoming some of the biggest challenges, because they were so afraid. And I wanted to teach people how to better understand themselves and that fear that they're experiencing and start thinking of themselves as the solution, not as the problem. So I can relate. I left my executive career overweight. I left it at a time where I was over drinking. I left and I had to 
figure out how am I going to subsidize this income? So at one point I was drastically under earning. Um, I was also overspending. And so I can relate to all of that. And I needed to develop a formula from which I could rely on myself mm -hmm. because not, not unlike a lot of other people, I did spend a good amount of time looking outside of myself for all of the magic bullet, silver bullet solutions to losing weight or to stop over drinking. Those solutions might work for a short amount of time, mm -hmm. but they don't sustainably work. And they certainly don't have any sort of self-reliance. They teach you how to kind of check the boxes of here's what you should do and here's what you shouldn't do. And, you know, they're teaching you what to think. Well, I actually I wanted to ask you about that. What are the two critical components to sustainable change and what steps yeah. do we need to achieve it? And give us some examples, if you would, of sustainable change. Yeah. So sustainable change comes from understanding yourself right? It's, it's really understanding how to think. So if you think back to your days in school, whatever level of education you had, we spent the majority of our time being taught what to think. And then we're tested on how much we are able to retain that information. Nobody ever teaches you how to think. Mm hmm and that leaves a huge gap because we have, I have two college graduates living mm -hmm. in my home who graduate and they're like, uh, I don't really know how to solve my problems. I don't really know how to go out and achieve my goals. They do, however, know what they're supposed to be thinking about that. And it's always look for the solution outside of yourself. Mm. There's never anything that teaches them how to rely on themselves, which is the more sustainable way to create results. So I and to trust I learned, yourself that you can rely on yourself. Mm, yeah. Right. Right. Because we're all exposed to so many messages that are to the contrary, you know, mm -hmm. about not relying on yourself, that we're not good enough, that we need, you know, outside resources. And that's simply not true. It's just, and, and it's easy to believe that because we've been taught that since we were yay big. So my school, <laughs> Self-Made You, is here to kind of fill that gap that the formal education system leaves. And so we teach you how to think, not mm -hmm. what to think. We teach you how to think. So it all starts with the neuroscience of your brain, right? Like understanding your own three pound organ that exists between your ears and how it actually is driven by purpose. Hmm. Half of it is meant to be keeping you alive. It's, mm -hmm. it's always in survival mode, which means it's scanning for danger. Yeah. But if we stop to think about it, we're not in a lot of danger, but yet we listen to these fear-based thoughts. And when we listen and then we react to those fear-based thoughts, we tend to self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. yeah. So no matter let's say our let's say our desire is to lose weight. Okay. We were very clear, I want to lose 10 pounds. But every time I walk through the kitchen, I, the box of Oreos <laughs> is screaming my name. 
And that self-sabotaging narrative that I'm hearing says, if you don't eat one right now, they're not going to be here when you come back. Um, right? It's like it's this little survival, like you better eat it now or somebody might take it away from you, which is not true. You can, Oreos are very accessible, right? We can go anywhere at any time of the day and get an Oreo. Like, but we don't even stop long enough to question that line of thinking. We just react. And then we eat the cookie. And in retrospect, we recognize, wait a minute, I, I'm supposed to be on a diet. What the heck just happened? Yeah. And then we go into this self-loathing beatdown that we're all familiar with. Like, you're so stupid. How could you have done that? You're, you're not good at losing weight. You've never been able to lose weight, right? And all of these pieces. Yeah. And so then that just fuels that intensity, the feelings that have you buffering with food. And so it becomes this perpetual like cycle mm-hmm. that you have to be able to understand in order to move beyond. So a lot of weight loss programs will teach you what to eat, what not to eat, but they don't teach you the science of why you're even thinking and feeling that way in the first place. And it it's a science of you, right? We all have that three pound organ yeah. between our ears. So understanding why you think and feel that way is like a huge step in the right direction well, because then you don't make kind of the question I wanted to, to ask you and what your advice is on helping people to understand their problems, whether it's weight loss or other things, and then how do they solve them and how do they write a new chapter to their life? Yeah. So we have a four-step system. This four-step system creates a sense of self-control. Most of us who are saying, I've got a problem, it's because we feel out of control on any given subject, right? So first, the very first step is you start with a decision. So our framework, we use the acronym SELF, S-E-L-F. So it's very simple to remember. The result is that you better understand yourself. So you learn to coach yourself and the outcome is better understanding yourself, getting the results, sustainable results that you want. So the S is start with a decision. Start with a decision. By making a decision, you gain control. Mm. The minute you avoid making a decision, you remain out of control. You've given up all of your agency. So you make a decision. What is it that you want? So I'll have a lot of people come to me and go, you know what? I'm so broken. I don't even know what I want. And with those people, I would ask them, let's make a decision about what you don't want. Mm. Because through understanding what you don't want, it becomes clear what you do want. And we spend our life sifting and sorting through all sorts of experiences, having all sorts of feelings. That's on purpose. The good and the bad, the positive and the negative. The negative feelings are what give us the contrast and the ability to understand what it is that we want. Our desires are actually formed from the contrasting experiences or the negative experiences. So we can go through either door. What is it that you want? And if you don't know, we'll start to talk about, let's make a decision about what you don't want. So Mm -hmm. you start with a decision, okay? The second step is eliminating the self 
sabotage. Mm-hmm. Because the minute you make a decision, I promise you, those self-sabotaging narratives are going to be there. They show up. They're well-driven neural pathways. We all hear them. So I like to give my clients or people who aren't yet a client a a self-sabotage assessment so that they're more familiar with the narratives that are most prominent in their life because they're easier to hear when you know what you're kind of looking out for. Mm. It's very difficult to find the enemy that you can't see, to fight the enemy that you can't see. So we want to spotlight them. So the most universal self-sabotaging narrative is the judge, where we judge ourselves, (laughs) or we judge other people, or we judge circumstances. So when you're judging a circumstance, it sounds like, I'll be happy when I lose the weight. That's what it sounds like to judge a circumstance, or I'll be happy when I make six figures, right? That's what it sounds like to judge a circumstance. Mm -hmm. We all know what it sounds like to judge another person. He shouldn't be so mean. She should have been on time. My child should have, you know, made his bed before he left for school. (laughs) I know it's said that everybody does that all the time. And sometimes if you, if you freeze your thoughts for a minute and you're in a situation with other people, you realize you've already judged all the people in the room in some way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not even meaning, not even meaning to. I was, I was going to ask you to elaborate on the self control operating system and you're getting there. So let's hear the L and the F. Yeah. So the L is leveraging your strengths. So we all have strengths available to us when we are operating from the other part of our brain. So if you think about your human brain, if you were to cut it straight down the middle, the left side is the primitive side, the side that is trying to keep you alive. It is very purposeful. You do not want it to go away because it is the side that is responsible for keeping you alive. But it's also the side that offers you a lot of fear-based thoughts when you're not in any danger and that you tend to react to. So we have to be aware of those thoughts. We have to be able to decipher between a judgmental thought that makes us feel disappointed and maybe just discernment that makes us feel satisfied right? So you have to be able to discern between the two. When you are operating from the other side of your brain, which I like to call your prodigy brain, it's the more extraordinary part of your brain. I love It's the part of your brain that allows you to respond and not react. Mm -hmm. It's the part of your brain that allows you to kind of be the watcher of your thoughts Mm -hmm. without judging. So we've got the primitive part and then we've got the prodigy part. So understanding the difference is really important and not wishing this primitive part would go away. We just want to turn down the volume Mm -hmm. and we want to teach ourselves to not react to it, Mm -hmm. not react to those narratives and instead to respond. Oh, there's that judgmental thought. I expected it to be here. It's totally normal, right? That gives you right there. That gives you a little bit of empathy for your humanness, Mm -hmm. right? We're all human. Mm -hmm. We're all going to do that. But if it makes you feel a certain way that you notice you have a knee-jerk reaction to doing something that doesn't quite end well, it's not moving you closer to the results that you want, then you want to be able to intercept it. You want to be able to call it out for what it is. Mm -hmm. So there's 
10 narratives that are very, very common, the pleaser, the victim, the hyperachiever, but the one that's most universal is the judge. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's eliminating the self-sabotage, the leveraging, the, um, the strengths come from operating from that prodigy part of your brain. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can tap into strengths like empathy. Like I just showed you, I just gave you the example of when you hear that saboteur narrative and you conclude that that's very human of me, that mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means that I'm listening to my primitive brain. Now you start to have empathy for yourself. You can actually see that happening and you can choose to like maybe look at all the factors that are involved mm -hmm. instead of jumping to conclusions. So empathy, discovery, innovation, these are all strengths that are only afforded to you through your prodigy brain. Mm -hmm. So we teach you how to leverage those strengths to get what you want. We teach you how to bridge the gap mm. from the primitive brain when you know you're there to the prodigy brain. And just a uh, spoiler alert, it's mental fitness techniques like meditation, mm -hmm. deep breathing, anything that like shuts down the chatter, the mind chatter, and makes you more focused will help you bridge the gap from the primitive brain to the prodigy brain. Okay. So that's what leveraging strengths looks like. And then that fourth and final step is you finish with a decision. Oh. So notice you start with a decision and you finish with a decision. So you finishing the decision is being really intentional about what your next step is. So you're activating with clear, calm, laser focus because you're operating. Remember, we're operating from our prodigy brain. Mm -hmm. When you're operating from your prodigy brain, you are accessing this activation strength that has you taking very clear, concise, laser focused action. Um, it has you really tapping in to your values. If you're at a crossroads and you can't make a decision, and if you're operating from your primitive brain, it's there's going to be a lot of fear involved. It's like, don't do that. That might happen. You might make them upset, right? All the what ifs. When you're operating from your prodigy brain, it's very confident next step actions. And so you make a decision. That's the final step. You finish with a decision. It doesn't have to be something monumental. Mm -hmm. Even the smallest decision that just, you know, gets you a little bit closer moving in the direction of what it is that you want is a decision in the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. We're not stalled out and we're definitely not going backwards. It's one decision that creates a sense of self-control. Mm -hmm. And now you look at taking those four steps. You've taken those four steps. It didn't require anything outside of you. Mm -hmm. And you can access, you can assess what you have just accomplished and it creates self-control. Can you talk about that as far as the difference between self-control and just control? And also regarding what you were just talking about, everything as far as making the decisions and being intentional would work really well in business. Absolutely. Yeah. So we do free masterclasses once a month. And what we do is we take this self-control system and we apply it 
to different topics. So next week, for example, we are applying it to professional performance. So this is for the person who maybe has recently been laid off or they find themselves in a management position and they're really having a hard time motivating their employees. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's somebody who's been in a management position for a really long time and they're looking to retire or figure out how to transition out. So we take the self um, control system and we apply it very specifically to different topics throughout the year. So um, the month of September happens to be professional performance. Um, last month it was relationships oh. and we're doing productivity in October. So you can apply this way of operating to unlimited things. It has unlimited applications because mm -hmm. again, it only requires you. And it requires you to better understand yourself. It requires, it creates a self-reliance. Um, so it's, it, it truly is a new perspective mm. on things. So and Tracy, most what, of us, what would you say are the most common obstacles then to achieving your goals along these lines? Um, well, I would say the self-sabotaging narratives and believing those self-sabotaging uh, narratives because mm -hmm. often, you know, your primitive brain, it wants to be right. So it has you looking for evidence. Mm -hmm. So it will, you'll hear the narrative of you're never going to be able to lose weight. And in a hot minute, you've come up with the 10 last attempts that you had because it's out there looking for evidence. Mm -hmm. So you know, using the past against yourself in a very unintentional way is a huge obstacle, right? Mm -hmm. Messaging, social media, we get messaging from all over the place. Sadly, you know, we're indoctrinated into certain cultures that have us believing things that maybe we've never even questioned. So um, there's the, uh, there's those kind of obstacles that you can't see, you know, that look like the self-sabotaging narratives. But then, you know, there's very obvious obstacles, too, that we self-sabotage with. Like, I'll just say when I was working on um, my overdrinking, I had such a hard time declining any sort of happy hour invitation because my saboteur narratives were telling me that, you know, I would look awkward or, or I'd be worried about what other people would think. And so I would accept the invitation. I would show up with the best intentions not to drink. And within a hot minute, I would succumb to ordering the drink. People would, aren't you drinking? Yeah. And instead of me just, you know, standing up for and, and being responsible for my results, I would be like, oh yeah, yeah. And I would order the drink and then I would, you know, start over the next day. And so that's an obstacle. It's a real obvious obstacle being mm -hmm. invited to happy hours <laughs> that I could have just not gone to, but I, in the back of my head, uh, that would have been too easy. Mm -hmm. That would have been too easy. Mm -hmm. And so I made it hard on myself and I would put myself in that position with the best intentions. And then I would succumb and then I would beat myself up. And it was just this never ending cycle. So there's lots of obvious, almost tangible obstacles. Mm -hmm. And then there's those ones that are in your head that you actually can't see. So there's, there's two types of obstacles that we teach our clients how to really be aware of. Mm, that's great. Well, how, how do you create, help people create a roadmap for themselves to monetize their purpose or to just have a better life? 
You know, it it really does start with that decision. So understanding what it is that you want and why you want it. Mm -hmm. I think we've all heard that a million times, but that is the key to creating the roadmap that, you know, just puts one foot in front of the next. I don't like to have people, you know, create these lofty vision boards that (laughs) almost become like dreamlike. Like I want people to decide what it is that they want, but to take that next step and ask themselves, why, why do they want that? Because that's going to be one of the motivators behind taking the next step and the next step. So it's really an exercise in self-discovery, really understanding yourself better. So we create that roadmap one step at a time. We're not, you know, leaving everything in between blank. It's really creating, here's the next step that we're going to take and now making the decision of what's the next step. Can you give an example or two from your experience? Yeah. So, um, well, my, my experience with over drinking, I get a lot of clients, a lot of women in particular who also would like to stop over drinking. I made the decision to stop drinking entirely. And so I had to understand why, like, why do I want to stop drinking entirely versus just drinking in moderation? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was really digging deep. Like I recognized how much sleep I would lose every Mm -hmm. time I would have a glass of wine, which would almost always lead to two or three glasses of wine. I wouldn't sleep good. I would eat, I would snack a lot more. I um, noticed that I was having like more hot flashes. I um, I really monitor like my metabolic health. Mm. You know, I we teach people in our self-made mind and body program to look at their blood glucose and really understand from a metabolic standpoint, like how healthy are you? And it, it was very clear what alcohol does to blood glucose and insulin levels. It really has a major effect on your insulin sensitivity. So longevity purposes alone, I knew that I do not have that off switch. So being able to try to moderate was not easy for me. So it was just much easier for me to say, you know, I actually don't need it. Um, There really isn't anything about it that is, you know, helpful in my life. And so I made the decision for a multitude of reasons that I was going to cut it out completely. And so making that decision and really connecting to my reasons why it's so important that you take that step because you'll second guess yourself all along the way. If you don't do that, if you don't have like a list of all the reasons why you made that decision, the reasons that you like behind making that decision, you're way more likely to second guess it. Yeah. So that's what it would look like to connect it to that why. And you can do that with any topic. How do you monetize all- it? So to monetize it, understanding your why. So you have to understand the purpose behind it. So for me, when I started this business, I knew that I wanted to relieve the unnecessary suffering that goes on. People unknowingly 
beat themselves up, keep them from achieving goals and dreams and keep themselves really in this spin, this perpetual spin of certain challenges in their life. I knew that I lived that and I wanted to do what I could to create like a framework, something that was much easier for people to understand and actually apply to relieve unnecessary suffering. So I connected it to a purpose. Mm. And then I went out and I used my example and talked about my purpose, my why in a way that would was relatable. And that's how you can monetize it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's making sure that, you know, you're transparent, you're authentic, you're genuine, and you're, you're willing to tell people like your reason why you're not afraid to tell people yeah. why. And if monetizing it is important to you, that's going to make the difference mm-hmm. right. right there. And so it's all about transparency. Tracy, so many people struggle with their weight. How can weight loss lead to achieving goals in life that they once thought were impossible? <laughs> well, um, so back in 2020, I had probably, I bet you we had 30 to 40 people join at the exact same time, joined our self-made mind and body program, which is a weight loss program. And I think we have 90% of those people still in within our membership. Um, Yeah, they went through the 10 week program and they have retained their membership because that program created the self-reliance, the better understanding, the confidence, Mm -hmm. the better understanding of themselves and more of a kind of the possibilities around what else what else is possible now? And that's what self-made you is all about. We are not like um, a one-stop shop, you know, solve one problem and send you on your way. Like we want to know like what's next, you know? And so the coolest thing is, is out of, you know, that 90% retention rate, those stories are phenomenal. They got off of blood pressure medication. They hit their goal weight. Um, they are no longer insulin dependent. They all, you know, they're living longer, healthier lives. We get every demographic under the sun. Um, we get people that are really struggling with fear around Alzheimer's, mm. you know, or if that's something that's in their family, um, they want to do whatever they can to reduce their risk. Mm. So again, self-made mind and body is very metabolic focused and the weight loss becomes kind of a byproduct. Um, but because we look at that bigger picture, now we have people who are thinking more clearly, their moods are more stable, they have more energy. When you have like the one, two, three punch like that, where you have more energy, more stable mood, you know, cognitive clarity, you're going to be able to create these roadmaps to achieving things that you never thought possible. Mm-hmm. But when weight loss and metabolic health stands in your way, it makes all of those dreams almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So I love the self-made mind and body program as kind of the gateway to bigger things, but it doesn't have to be that way. We have all sorts of programs that tend to end up being the gateway. But for me personally, 
it's really meaningful metabolic health. When you're talking about health in general, I like to be very comprehensive. I like to think of your mental health, of course, your physical health, your metabolic health, and your emotional health. Like, I want you to be thinking of all of those as components of your holistic health. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we focus on. And I think you can't have really health overall if one of those pieces is missing. And so mental health and metabolic health are two biggies and they will absolutely keep you from achieving any other goal or overcoming any challenge in your life. You you have said that um, mental fitness is more important than physical fitness. And yet mm-hmm. it sounds like they're equal. What are your thoughts? You know, I, I would say metabolic, I think metabolic health and physical health can be a little bit different. Um, and so I think where the debate lies for me personally is, is mental health, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Is it the mental health or the metabolic mm-hmm. health? Like there's where the debate lies for me. Um, yeah, it's, I really do think that you can go through any of those doors, but what the takeaway is, is that you have to have your finger on the pulse of all of them. Mm-hmm. Good. Right. What That's would you great. like our audience to have as a takeaway today, Tracy? Oh, well, um, for sure (laughs) that you can create self-control by better understanding yourself and recognizing how simple it is to create self-control by taking those four steps. So start with a decision, eliminating the self-sabotage, leveraging the strengths that you have and finishing with a decision. So Mm -hmm always keeping that at the forefront that you only need yourself to overcome any challenge or create any, achieve any goal. But second to that, I would say carve out 10 minutes every single day at the beginning of your day, preferably to understand how it is that you're feeling and be able to connect that feeling to what you're thinking, because your thoughts drive all of your emotions. Your emotions activate your behaviors. Okay. So if you want to get to the root cause of why you're behaving in a certain way or why you're creating the results you're creating, the root cause is the thoughts that you're thinking or the beliefs that you have. It's either coming from your primitive brain or it's coming from your prodigy brain. And knowing when they're coming from your primitive brain so you can intercept it early is the key. And so how do you do that? Carve out 10 minutes every day. Ask yourself, how am I feeling and why? You will very quickly get the answer. That's a decision. Again, sometimes people are like, I don't even know what decision to make. Make a decision on how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I love Love that. I love that. Uh, Yeah. Make a decision. Perfect. Uh, Tracy, thank you. This has been great. Our guest today. Yeah. Our guest today on Late Boomers has been Tracy Pleshcourt, founder of Self Made You and the host of Secrets of the Self Made Podcast and Life Coach. Tracy's operating system can help you manage your mind and eliminate any obstacle you may face in business and in your personal life. You can reach Tracy on her website, 
uh, selfmadeyou.com, which is S-E-L-F-M-A-D-E-U, the letter, dot com. And we want to request our listeners to please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform and go on our YouTube channel, Late Boomers Podcast, click that little subscribe button. And on any of those platforms, can you please give us a five-star review? Review, And please follow us on Instagram at I am Kathy Worthington and at I am Mary Elkins and at Late Boomers. We hope you're inspired by today's episode and we thank you so much again, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact.